Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing alright. Uh, I think I might have a brain tumor or something. I don't know, I just got this weird, like, mild headache for like a week and a half now. Oh gosh, is there any other severe symptoms or just a headache? Just like that, I think? I don't know, but it's also like so mild, I don't know if there is one or if it's just like, you know, pressure behind the eyes, like... Yeah, maybe I'm looking at screens for too long, or I've seen a few VR chat streams, like, on Twitch, and that's getting me really, like, kind of sick, and I've never been motion sick before. Oh, geez, yeah. I don't know if it's, like, something related to that, I don't know. I experience ocular migraines on occasion, and I see some, like, crazy, like, patterns, and, like, it's really, it's bizarre and not pleasant, but I actually had one today at Barnes & Noble when I went to go pick up the fourth volume of Low, a graphic novel I've been... Oh, yeah really into for the past couple of years. Um, I, I didn't even realize it was out. I was stopping by. I actually stopped by for a record and they didn't, they had a terrible selection. I was like, fuck. And then I went to the graphic novels and was like, holy shit, volume four. So really hype about that. I'll be talking about this, but this is a video game podcast. Yep. Um, has there been any kind of uh, games that have caught your eye or have you had a chance to play anything? Uh, I finished Fractured Butthole. I don't think I did the last time we talked. I don't think uh, so either. Uh, what's your overall thoughts now? Uh, probably still about the same. Uh, Wait for yeah. it's on sale. Definitely not $60. Um, feels like a real watered-down version of The Stick of Truth. So the ending didn't like change your opinion at all? It wasn't like, oh, wow, that was so badass or captivating to the point where it's like it's an incredible game, or it's just like average? No, the ending is like an episode where it superverts, or subvert. I don't know the exact word, but it... um goes under your expectations where you think it's gonna be this crazy big epic battle and it's just like nope we stopped cartman the end like immediate credits like uh. they've done that with a few uh, episodes and i get what they're doing like that's the joke they've done before so i understand it it's it's not they just ran out of ideas they did on purpose but i do know a few people were like i didn't expect it to end like so quickly i was like uh i don't know the story seemed like it was coming to the end like it definitely was the end of the quest and stuff but it just is an immediate ending. It's not like a big epic finale or something. And okay. I don't know. It's just a lot dumber than the first one. Like the ending for this is a lot. I don't even want to say sillier. Just kind of like cheaper than the stick of truth where, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but it's like a big character comes back and there's a big like epic finale for that one where this is kind of just like, yeah, we're, we're done. We're done playing pretend. It's like, Oh, Okay. Like, yeah. So I guess what does that make you not excited for a follow up game by them? Nah. Yeah. If this is the way they're going, because like I said, the first one really felt like it had the creators behind it, and like it felt like everything was really thought out. And this one really seemed like it was like every other sequel by Ubisoft, where Ubisoft takes control of it, and now it's just puppeting the you know franchise mascot, but Ubisoft's controlling them. So it just seems very formulaic. And just run of the mill. And it definitely had moments, but like not nearly as much as the first one. I would still still choose the first one over this one. But that's the benefit of this. You get both when you buy them. So at least you at did least on for Steam. PC. Yeah. yeah. So it it was it was fine, but yeah, I'm glad I got it for half price. And then I was talking about how my buddy got me uh Enter the Gungeon, which is a roguelike bullet hell, kinda like binding of Isaac. Yeah. And I, I thought the health, they're a lot less generous with health in that than they are in Binding of Isaac. And 
there's a mechanic where you can dodge over bullets, and while you do that, you're invincible, but as soon as you land, you're uh, vulnerable again. So you have to use that to dodge a lot of the bullets you can't get away from. Okay. And I feel like that makes it so there's certain impossible scenarios to not get hit, because you're supposed to use that mechanic to get out of them, or you're supposed to use a blank, which will destroy all bullets on the screen to get out of them. So there's different ways of escaping impossible scenarios, but then it makes it that much harder in an impossible scenario if you don't have blanks, or if you just rolled and can't roll quick enough, or like you can't roll out of the way of a bullet, like they're everywhere. So I, I thought I was, wouldn't get too into it because of that. I already have like 22 hours in it, though. So <laughs> I guess I'm pretty into that game. Gotcha. Which isn't too surprising. Uh, it's real hit or miss, though. Like, there's plenty of times, even after 22 hours, I won't get past the first uh, level or the first map. And then once I gain momentum and get to, like, the third map, I'll keep going for a while. Like, I'll, you pick up speed. But there's a lot of times where it's just, like, I've went through th- two maps, two levels, and got no good extra guns. Like, they're all shitty. So it's just, like, I can't I can't do anything with this. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's the charm and the... The unfortunate side of roguelikes, or just you don't get the good weapons, and you got to restart. Yeah. Oh man, that makes me think of uh, having to restart over and over the game, the mobile game I was talking about the past couple of times, Drug Lord Two. Mm. Uh, I know you guys t- talk shit on it, but it's like it's, it's so captivating. Excel. I'm still playing it, but it's no. Here's the thing: for the longest time, like my like high score, I'd always do terrible because I'd get super far in debt, and this time. I uh, it's actually frustrating because I talk about how much I love this game and how great it is, but then it crashed on me during my best game ever, and it was last Ooh. night. Um, and but the thing is, I'm so glad because I was taking screenshots along the way because I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. This is my best game. I can't wait to show my girlfriend because she'll at least be like, holy fuck. So what ended up happening was I progressed all the way through the levels. You go from like I I don't know them exactly, but you start out as like small time dealer distributor. Uh, you eventually go all the way up to Drug Lord, which I had never done before until last night. So I got up to Drug Lord. It's like you cannot let your cash dip below 15 million for more than three days in a row or else they'll demote you. So that tells you how much money I had. At that point, I had 35 million and it was just crazy. I was pushing so many different drugs to all these different countries or, or cities and stuff. It was really fun. And I eventually got to the point where it was so ridiculous. I made so many incredible deals that I was at Two billion seven hundred and sixty nine million five hundred and seventy four thousand one hundred and twenty four dollars. So I was nearing three billion, and then the game crashed on me, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, <laughs> "Holy shit!" And I was in zero dollars in debt at that point. So like, and at that point, I didn't even need to have the finance guys be like, "Lend me money." It's like, dude, I got billions of dollars at this point. So that was really kind of fun and a first for me to get that far in the game, and that's the whole reason I'm playing it. So. A few more times of that, and then I'll probably be done with it, because it's, it's not going to change. But it is fun. Um, but th- you have to start over a lot, because there's a few like scenarios where you start off, it's like, oh, there's a rumor that ice is going to be scarce in Moscow tomorrow, and then you buy a lot of ice and travel to Moscow, and if the rumor's false, you're fucked. And then, like, and then stuff like that, you can really screw yourself over and just want to start over again and have a better chance at hitting it big. Because it is based on how many days you can play. Like, every time you get promoted, I think they add five days, but I think, like, it maxes out at, like, 50 or something. And every time you travel or spend a night somewhere, it costs a day. Hmm. I I still just say you could take all of this enthusiasm for this and just put it in, like, cryptocurrency or stock and, like, yeah, make I think actual I money. I think that's what I mean. 2018, put the drug lord game down and try to make some money. 
Because, like, I, I'm kind of bit at cryptocurrency, like, the Coinbase and stuff. But the problem is there's such an influx of people doing it now that all of the, like, wallets that you have to use to make them aren't allowing new users because they have so much, like, overload now. Like, so many people are trying to do it at once. But, yeah, for anyone who thinks there's actual, like, planning in it, like, oh, this, like, like you said, there's a rumor that this is going to spike up and people invest a ton into it. And then, so it does because people are investing in it. So then it spikes up. But then there's no reason for it. So then no one gets any profit from that. So then it all goes, it drops down. Like, it's all just hearsay and rumors. And no one has actually any idea what's going to happen. It's all just, you know, a gamble. Definitely. So anyone who's like paranoid about stuff, it's just a fucking roll of the dice. Put put a few bucks in, you're not afraid of losing. See if it spikes up in two years and you get like a Bitcoin billionaire or whatever. That's, <laughs> that's about all it is. Pretty much. And then the only other real game I've been like playing uh, consistently is Kingdom Hearts. I'm like trying to beat that as soon as possible. I've only ha- I've had a couple days where I could be like, okay, I'm going to dedicate a, a couple of hours here and there. And I'm streaming it for the most part. It's fantastic. I feel like now that I'm older and I'm playing it again for like, I don't know, this is probably the third or fourth time all the way through. I, I really know what I'm supposed to do. And I like have like, a fr- like, I don't know, I feel like I could probably eventually get to the point where I could speed run this game, even though it's a game that's like, to even speed run it with like minimal, like abilities and stuff, it'd be- take many hours. I can't imagine probably like 10s of hours. I think that like even speedrunning Kingdom Hearts, it's still like 30 hours or something because you can't skip the cutscenes. Exactly. No, it, that's the problem. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. In certain bosses, I, when I was facing Clayton the other week, I was saying it, I would skip the cutscene because I kept dying over and over again. So I think you can skip the cutscene after you've initially witnessed it. Yeah. But I'm wondering if like on the first encounter, you cannot skip a cutscene. Yeah, I don't I'm not sure. Can. But regardless, it's fantastic. I went through all of Agrabah the other day. I'm currently in Monstro, which is a bitch. I don't know why. It's just, like, not fun trying to traverse the chambers. It's, like, a big maze and, like, trying to find Pinocchio. And Riku's there, and he's, like, trolling you. Like, the more I think about it and look back at this, like, there, I I will be able to, like, now when you question me, like, oh, what's Kingdom Hearts all about? I'll be actually be able to give you a good explanation because I recently went through it. But Rico, like, for the longest time, I'm thinking, oh, he's one of the main characters. I really like him. No, he's like a dick. Like, why is he gets caught up in the dark side and, like, just acts <laughs> like a total asshole for no real apparent reason. It's just like, he's a rival and it's just like, but you're supposed to be friends and you're on the same team. So what the fuck, dude? So I don't know. I'm, the more I'm playing it, I'm like, God damn it, Riku, why are you acting like such a bitch? But, M- and maybe. also, this is the first playthrough. And I've played this game a million times that I'm noticing Riku's pants. What the fuck are those? I didn't even notice it. Yes, for real. I just, it never really triggered in my brain. I just was like, I was never looking at his like waist or anything. And I was just like looking at his face. And now I'm looking at his pants and I'm like, what in the God's name is that? It's like suspenders holding on baggy pants. (laughs) It's MC Hammer with uh, suspenders on him. It's bizarre and horrible. And I can't believe I'm just noticing it now. I'm such a unobservant fuck maybe uh maybe those rose tinted glasses are uh, coming off there doug maybe those they are, goggles but that's are... A, i'm still enjoying it thoroughly and the hd <laughs> is like fantastic oh that's one complaint though and i'm really glad uh, you made me like ring this bell in my memory uh some of the like textures aren't updated so like uh jane for instance when you're in the tarzan land yeah her eyes like if she gets close oh. to the camera her eyes are like so bad they look <laughs> terrible but then like certain scenes when riku's like up close and personal it's like really crystalline eyes and they're like amazing looking so i'm like very confused and same with sora even like the main fucking character there'll be like scenes where like his eyes look like 
the PS2 version, and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? It's an HD remaster, and then you don't take the extra 10 seconds to give them good-looking anime eyes, like crisp and clear? That's uh, one complaint I actually had with Final Fantasy twelve, I think. With Frain, uh, Frain, who's like essentially a Playboy bunny girl, and like that's the only like odd character you get in your party. Everyone else is like human or a sorcerer. But like I miss the days of like Final Fantasy Nine when you had like a black mage and a red mage and like a white mage and like all these weird creatures in your party. Yeah. But like yeah, the main character was just some kid, but he looked like uh like a basic 3D model, and then they were just drawing on like he's supposed to have a six pack, but it looks like he was just drawn on. <laughs> it looked like he wasn't sculpted at all, like in any detail it looked like he was just the basic like mannequin of a model and then they just painted him to look like he had different like dimensions to him like i, uh, I maybe that's his that actual character he was like oh i'm not actually ripped i'm just gonna draw this shit on see like if they did that tongue-in-cheek i'd be fine with that and like he gets into like the water and it washes off like <laughs> i'd be fine with that that'd be funny but like i don't know i didn't like that game at all i i've got like maybe two hours into it and i stopped but I, I got 10 minutes did. into it, and yeah, I I didn't get a chance to continue to play it. I think I ended up, like, borrowing it from a friend, and that's why I only had a short opportunity yeah, and was like, same. ah, fuck it. I heard people say, like, I, like the combat's different in that one than other Final Fantasy games because it's not turn-based. It's like Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, yeah, but I like Kingdom Hearts combat. Like, I was fine with that. Like, there's yeah. something about this one I specifically do not like. And I think it's because they're phasing away from the weird, like, fantasy stuff of, like, uh, Final Fantasy VII. You had Red. Uh, Red Seven, I think his name was. Where he's like yeah. a giant cat, like a saber-toothed cat, and he's in your team. And you had uh, Sith, cat, cat Sith, I forget his name. But he's like a little cat robot. Like, you have these weird party members. Whereas in everything after, like, I would say even 10 starts phasing it out, you just get people. Like, just Korean models, like, in your party. And it's like, I don't want that. This is just every other fucking game. Like, I, that's not what I want from Final Fantasy. I want weird tro- or uh, weird races and classes in my party. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of like the Kingdom Hearts like uh fighting style, like it's yeah. it's really cool because it's it's the game is challenging even to this day, especially cuz I am playing it on proud mode, so it's like the proud. the boss fight with Clayton was a total bitch. I had to fight him over and over again. I did have to do some grinding. And then oh gosh, I forgot how lame the gummy ship flying shit was. Like, <laughs> I, I I never really was good. into that. And that's the thing. I'm what like what am I fifty percent into the game at least probably, and I haven't changed or upgraded my ship. There's like so many playthroughs of this game. I'd go through with the base model gummy ship, and it makes no fucking sense. Like when you could do all these upgrades and shit in the garage, but I just never take the time because I'm like I don't give a fuck about this. And it's so nice once you get the warp G gummy or whatever, where you can just warp to the warp previous worlds you've already been to and yeah. avoid fucking traveling. But certain ones you have to travel to get to new worlds and shit. Yeah, you have to do them, like, initially to, like, mark the path. And then exactly. And you can teleport. But, like, all right, since you're not changing at all, do you need to? Like, are you still getting through every stage relatively easy enough with a yes, gummy and ship? Yes, the base, the gummy world, it was never challenging. That's what I never understood. Like, it's like you have three bars of blue power that never go down ever. And it's like, and I could constantly be holding down, like, my laser gun, like, it shoots like a machine gun. At, like constantly the entire way and like i never see it like even budge the power bar so i'm like what the fuck's that about and then you have a, a shield bar which is just like yeah when you get hit it goes down and if your shields go down to zero you have to start over and that only happens when you run into shit so i don't know it, it's it's pretty easy there but there are very challenging ones as you get further into the game they like throw all sorts of shit at you and it does get pretty challenging. So I have a feeling I'm most likely going to need to upgrade for some of the later ones, especially on proud mode. 
I think I did a run on Proud Mode on PS2 way back in the day, but I can't be 100% certain on that. But it does get, especially the later levels, there's like 10 stars on like one, I forget exactly which one, but it's really intense. It's it's weird when games like that do the linear, I don't want to say like infinite shooter, but like uh, shooters like that with the gummy ship, because I don't know, I feel like they never go over well. But having played Star Fox 64, like, within the last three years, like, that's still a good game. Like, I still enjoy playing it that. But almost every other game that does that kind of linear on-rail shooter, like, spaceship shooter, it never seems as interesting. Yeah, no, it wasn't even close to Star Fox, let's put it that way. Yeah, but, like, for I mean, I played Star Fox recently, it's not just nostalgic, it's like, it's still fun. But then again, maybe it's because Star Fox 64 you can beat in, like, two hours? Like, you can beat the whole game in two hours. If you just go through it real fast. So, I don't know, maybe because it's short, maybe because it doesn't drag it out, forcing you to do it. I don't know, it's interesting. Definitely. But yeah, oh my god, Kingdom Hearts. I can't wait to beat that fucking shit and move on to the next one. Like, I said my resolution as far as games for this year is to run through 1.5 and 2.8, so I'm going to try to make as much progress as I can and keep you guys posted. And yeah, check out the Twitch stream if you want to see any of that going down live. Are you, do you think you might end up, like, resenting Kingdom Hearts? Like, now that you're forcing yourself to play through, like, I just gotta get through this, and I just have to yeah. get through this, like, ah, I get to grind. There's a possibility, I, that's what I even said, I think Chiz or somebody dropped by and they were saying, like, so, why are you playing all the Kingdom Hearts games? I'm like, to find out if it's worth it or not. Like, <laughs> basically reassure myself that this is a good franchise and that I am still in, invested in 3, because, I don't know, and as I'm playing 1, it just, it reminds me how much I enjoy the game, and when I was a kid, it felt like such a longer game, and it just would be like, yeah, to beat Kingdom Hearts, like, I have to spend, like, all summer to beat that shit, and it's yeah. like, now I'm like, I could, in a couple of hours a night here and there, I can probably beat it in a week, so I'm pretty excited. Is it because you're not doing, like, all the side questy stuff, and, like, collecting stuff? I am, actually. I, well, that's oh. the thing. Currently, I'm I'm leaving a few things behind, like, there's certain trinities and shit, it's like, oh, fuck, well, I had a lad in my, in my party, and I'll revisit that world for that kind of shit. So, I don't know. Uh, but I definitely do intend on 100%ing before moving on, which is kind of a bitch. But, uh, well, that's the thing. Maybe I'll be like, oh, well, I haven't beat Sephiroth on proud mode, so fuck it. And then I'll still move on. I only get the urge to try and 100% stuff, like, a game I've played through once already. And, like, just initially I hit, like, 70% of the achievements. If I'm, like, that close, I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll try for 100%. But if, like, I'm playing Enter the Gungeon now, and like I said, 22 hours in, I have, like... Uh, an eighth of the achievements on Steam. I'm just like, nope, f- just not going to happen. Not even going to bother. Yeah. So I'm always impressed by people who have that urge to do 100% because you play so fewer games trying to 100% the ones you already have. It's true. And yeah, one I've already played to death, but I love it. <laughs> I think I'm reassuring myself. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I definitely can understand. Like, I enjoyed playing it when I did, but like, I don't know if it would hold up now to my opinions if I played it again. That it's the Disney aspect is making me be like, oh god, I am not looking forward to Atlantica, the mermaid, a Ooh, little mermaid no. world. God, that is going to be a rough. bummer. Except, no, wait. In its defense, in Kingdom Hearts One, at least Atlantica, you, there was some cool fighting, and there was like you swam around and did some sweet shit. In Kingdom Hearts Two, Atlantica, it's like just a goddamn sing along, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I. I definitely think there's a large portion of the Final Fantasy Disney fans, like, being sucked in just because it's that. Like, just because it's those kind of games, and, you know, we've never had anything like this. That's why I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit so much. It's the first time Disney and uh, Looney Tunes mashed up. 
Yeah. But I, I don't think it could hold its own under, like, a critical, like, microscope of, like, the gameplay is okay, but can kind of turn to shit at times. The writing and story is absolutely garbage. It's, <laughs> like, uh, it's confusing. It's very yeah. convoluted, and I feel like it's purposely convoluted. But the thing is, there were some, like, like mind-blowing, like, what-the-fuck moments, especially in Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, I have to give them credit. Like, at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, I was, my brain was just, like, exploding. And I don't know. It's just pretty crazy how it's all presented and, like, evolves over time to be, like, a mind fuck, but I don't know. I that's the thing. I haven't recently replayed Kingdom Hearts 2, so I want to reassure that that's my opinion of it because, yeah, like you asked me that five years ago, I'd have been like, Yeah, fucking Kingdom Hearts 2 was like the most crazy ending ever. I think that's why so much stuff now is always in trilogies or always has a sequel or something, it's always open ended because I don't think they planned on making Kingdom Hearts 2, I think they planned on it being a standalone. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Because at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, it was, like, so open-ended that it's, like, there's no doubt you're not making Kingdom Hearts 2. I had a feeling they weren't intending on making a Kingdom Hearts 3, and it was just, like, us all being, like, they have to, because they they left a kind of cliffhanger at the end of that, too, but, like, not so much as the first one, where it's, like, dude, they're, I mean, spoilers, they're fucking ripped apart from each other. It's, like, Kyrie and Sora, it's, like, they're, like, ah, like, so sad. You have to, like, have a sequel where he finds her, at, at the very least, but then that's where it's, like, it wrapped up so nicely at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, it's like, you don't need a sequel, like, that was fucking wicked, and then it's just like, oh, but then there's a bottle with a note in it, and it's like, oh, god, what does that mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, I think that's why, like, I don't know if it's purposely convoluted or, like, obtuse, like, uh, Assassin's Creed's definitely guilty of this, they clearly didn't plan on making a sequel, because it was an original IP, so they didn't know how well it would do. And then when it took off really well, they're like, oh, let's make a sequel. And it's immediately retconned, like, stuff. Like, Lucy's finger in the first one is missing. Yeah. It's just an assassin. It's immediately retconned in the next one. So they clearly weren't planning on that. And I think that's where it gets into trouble of, like, we weren't prepared to continue the story. And now some of those, you know, parts we had, we finished or had closed, we had to open those up again. And now that's making plot holes. And I feel like... Maybe Kingdom Hearts' main story was planned on continuing going, but then some of the extended stuff's like really convoluted. Like all of the Roxas and nobody and uh, what's his name and he becomes like someone else in Chain of Memories or yeah, it's very very confusing. Ventus. In fact, so like so, he's Roxas, Ventus, and Sora are all technically the same person, kind sort of, of like, I, or like ancestral. I don't honestly know the weird. truth behind that, but I remember my first time playing Kingdom Hearts two. I was like, "What the fuck even is this game?" Because it was like a solid three hours of you playing Roxas, and yeah. then it's just like, and then you awaken Sora, and it's like Kingdom Hearts two. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I feel like I spent a weekend playing just the opening to the game. <laughs> it was like, holy shit. I think Assassin's Creed 3 might have the longest tutorial in any game I've ever played, because you play as, uh, the whole game you play as, like, Connor is the main character. For the most of the tutorial, you play as his father, like, who's, like, a colonial uh, England imperialist uh, assassin, or no, he's actually a Templar, but he stole the assassin's stuff, and then you play as him as a kid, Connor as a kid, and then it's not till, like, four hours or so into it, where it's, like, Assassin's Creed 3. What? Like, <laughs> exactly, I thought I was halfway done. Exactly. Oh, man. It's just funny when games pull shit on you like that. But And then it's with a character that you have no idea anything about. Is It was kind of confusing. It was really weird, yeah. But it did all sort of make sense by the end of it. And even by the end of the tutorial, like you have an idea of where it's going, but it is so goddamn confusing. Do they even highlight on the other members of the Organization 13? Like, are they in the other games? I know some of them are, but do yes. they ever touch on all of them? 
a large majority, especially in three, five, eight over two days, uh, the DS game, which I do have the cinematics for on this copy of 1.5 and 2.5. So I'm going to watch that like a movie someday. So I'll bust out the popcorn and relive my experience with that. I never <laughs> did beat it on DS. I got damn close though. I was very, and that's the thing. There's this character Zion, I think is how you pronounce her name as X I O N. And yeah. she's like, uh, an additional member to the, organization that you'd never really heard about outside of this or maybe sh she was in kingdom hearts 2 as like like a hooded character and you didn't realize it was her i forget yeah i i also think there's a good degree of translation uh fuck up between the names in japanese and english because these titles are just so unnecessarily long and like weird yeah hold on what is it it's uh Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, that already, those the three hell? words, they don't make any sense next to one another. Final Chapter, it's like, okay, it's the final chapter, but it's also the prologue at the same time. And I'm like, that's just like being like, this is the exit entrance. <laughs> this is the ending and beginning. Yeah. But like, what, for what? What? <laughs> like, oh, uh, and yeah, it's just, that game's a mess. I, I can understand why people like it, but I... I think it is a mess, and like I think people are like, you can still like a mess. I still like the first Assassin's Creed game. It's janky as all hell and just super bogged down with collectible sh bullshit. But like, I still like it. But I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna defend it and say it's a perfect game by any yeah. stretch. I'm definitely trying to take the tinted glasses off and look at it from a more critical angle and be like, I can understand why so many people aren't just like as enamored with it as I am. It does just like. I, since I played it so many times and it's like part of my childhood, no wonder I love this thing. But other people that are critical of it, I can also see why because it it is even this HD remaster is buggy at times. So like yeah. I get it. So that's at most games really. I feel like any game you give me, I can probably break it. Whether it's how I play games or <laughs> <laughs> or if I'm just trying to. I'm like that with computers. I don't know how I have like the Midas touch of like computer viruses. Everything I touch breaks <laughs> somehow. Jesus. Um, but there, it reminds me of, like, the, there's a PlayStation 2 game uh, for Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. And I was like, oh, man, this game's great. And I was just like, no. No, it's awful. It's a terrible game. I just like being in that world. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's There's a Nightmare Before Christmas part in, I forget, in Kingdom, in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Or, no, yeah. 2. Definitely 2. But I forget I think if one, it's in 1. I think 1, you get Jack Skellington as, like, a summon or something. That's And I think 2, you right. actually go to the world. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember a lot, there was a lot of those where they hinted at characters like, oh, I get to go to like the Lion King world. It's like, nope, not in this game. You just get the summon or like, there's, you know, characters making a cameo, but you wouldn't go to their worlds. And like, some okay. people were upset about that. And you bringing that up brings up another thing. So the plot of Kingdom Hearts is like, you meet Leon, who's uh from Final Fantasy VIII. S um, I thought he was six. What's, or is he six? I forget. Uh, he might be. Uh, I thought he was eight for some reason. No, he might be eight. You might be right. Um, but anyway, he's like, oh, the whole reason, like, the Heartless are invading these worlds are, is because, like, Maleficent controls the Heartless, and they're eating the worlds, and, like, if you don't use the Keyblade to lock the the keyhole for the worlds, the, the world will disappear, essentially, and they're like, and that's what happened to our world, and the main guy, Ansem, who's responsible for, like, studying the Heartless and all this shit, he's from, like, the Final Fantasy universe, and he's, like, the final boss, and he sure as hell looks like he's a Final Fantasy guy. Um... <laughs> But, and that's the thing, they're all saying like, oh yeah, so the summons are people that lost their world, and you get fucking Bambi and some other shit, but you get Simba <laughs> as oh, a yeah. summon, and I'm like, okay, so he lost his world to the Heartless, 
But then in Kingdom Hearts 2, you go to Simba's world and like play Simba's story. So I'm like very like, that's kind of inconsistent. I mean, obviously, like way looking too hard into it. Then again, some fans, I forget exactly who, but some girl that I was listening to a podcast, she ended up writing a book on Kingdom Hearts. And I'm like, Jesus. that's amazing. I'd, I would love to talk to her and have her on the show and be like, <laughs> let's go deep. And I'll ask her that question and be like, what the fuck? What about Simba's world? I thought it was Lost to the Heartless. I'd like to go deep with her like psyche and be like, why? <laughs> who who hurt you that this is what you chose to do with your free time? I'm embarrassed time? that I don't know her name because she deserves that. She's <laughs> a, a, an awesome individual. So, Oh my god. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, I think that's one of the things where they didn't think to, too far ahead. I honestly didn't know there was a reason you had summons. I thought it was just like, yeah, you can just summon people for... Well, the summons was bullshit anyway. I don't. I think they discontinued that. Or no, there was some kind of summons in two, but it was... Yeah, um, there definitely were. It, you didn't at least have to meet up with the fairy godmother from Cinderella in order to unlock it. It was She was like the most pointless character in Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 1 ever. It was like, you just talk to her and she's like, I'm worried about Cinderella. I'm like, okay. Well, it's just weird when it matches up because like, she's magical in Cinderella's world because like, she can do a bunch of stuff because she's the only one with magic. But then every other character in those games like can also do magic, so now she's kind of irrelevant, like or not nearly as special as she seems. So then you have to like weirdly grade and scale the different levels of magical ability between Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters. It's just really odd. Yeah, and one last Kingdom Hearts-related note before we maybe move on to some newsy stuff is I'm replaying the Hundred Acre Woods stuff, so it's like Winnie the Oof. Pooh, and boy do I just feel like nearing 30 years old playing Winnie the Pooh streaming it and being like what am I doing with my life again <laughs> but that's the thing though I really it's like endearing though in a really bizarre way I'm just like wow Winnie the Pooh like it's giving me memories and it's also like I feel for these characters because I know them and but also like it's just so kiddish that I'm like Ugh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here but I, I'm gonna try <laughs> to like bust through that world as fast as possible but it's also one of the ones that takes the longest time because all the torn pages are scattered throughout the worlds yeah. so depending on what rate you discover them it's gonna take a long time to finish and close that book literally yeah I mean I still like Winnie the Pooh it's still I uh, endearing and adorable and all that but like I think it's easily one of the worst worlds because of the pages and also because it's not traditional like just run around hack and slash like you have to do weird like mini games. it's all mini games yes. so it's just oh, a God. real gr it just takes forever so it's just yes. like oh everyone hates the hundred acre woods in that game yeah me too except the ending is very sad and cute but it's like i don't know the whole thing's depressing and sad he's like oh everyone's gone because the <laughs> pages are scattered so yeah yeah i don't know i don't know winnie the pooh's kind of depressing if you think too much into it it really is. And well, his, what is, why is his name Pooh? Like, I feel bad. Like, it's like Pooh a bear. cute name, but like, I know, but Pooh, it's like poop. <laughs> uh, I think there was like an actual reason behind it. I forget. But I think like, cause like, uh, in some parts, like back where I was from, they called pol uh, skunks polecats or, I mean, not recently, but like a hundred years ago or so. So like I left off polecat road and it was a name for a skunk. So I think Pooh Bear was a name for, like, a grizzly bear or something, and it might have been a regional thing. Man, I just pictured a cat stripping for a pole cat. Oh, wow. Anyway, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, we'll for move once, on to the I news. didn't go there. Yeah, that was my weird mind. Uh, <laughs> let's see what's going on these days. Do we? Do you know of anything you want to jump into? I have a couple things, at least. Uh, there's not a ton of gaming news, just because New Year's and, like, all this stuff happened before Christmas, and they were announcing stuff. Microsoft Connect. Uh, when they tried to do the VR with the Xbox and like with the PlayStation Move rival and all that, yeah, that's like 
deader than dead. That's super dead now. They're not even allowing it. Uh, there used to be adapters like for different Xboxes like that weren't shipped with the Kinect, so you could you know attach it eventually. Uh, with the new Xbox One S and Xbox One X, they don't even have the adapter ports anymore. Like Microsoft's completely done with Kinect. There's like they're not continuing anything with it. So uh, I would say if you liked any of those games, don't get a new system. But I don't think anyone liked any of those games, which is why yeah, it's dead. That would explain it. It was super gimmicky, so I'm I'm surprised it took this long, but it you know it wasn't bound to stick around for too long. Yep. Sad news: Monster Hunter World isn't coming out on PC until fall of 2018. So yeah, I remember I said off air that I'm like, oh, at least that's sooner than I expected. But you're that's, like, that's the whole a whole. It's almost year a year away. away. Yeah, yeah, it's... you're pretty right. Yeah, that sucks. And like, I get it because like. PC ports are always harder, and there's so many different variations you have to like counter for, and like there's so many bugs and stuff. And like I, I get it. I just, I really hope we get the beta soon, then, because it's coming out for console this month, uh, probably by the time you're listening to this. So, like, I really hope we get the beta like real soon, just to like hold people over with, because you can replay that over and over and over again, and just do the different fights. So that sucks, though. Like, that's yeah. so far off. That's a bummer. Yeah. I'll let you know how it is. No, I'm teasing. Oh, God, fuck you. <laughs> you, you only did the one hunt in the beta. You don't even yeah, know how to play. No, that's the thing. The beta screwed up for me or something. I screwed up in the beta. I have to give it another chance. I have it still downloaded. Uh, I think you can still play it. I, I saw some people playing it after the time period they said they could. So I okay. think if you download it, like, you can keep playing it. But I don't know. But yeah, there's three initial monster quest and then in each one of those there's like a secret monster that's not part of the quest but you can still fight it okay Uh, the only downside with the beta is the time limits are much shorter it's only like 20 minutes versus like the full 50 or 50 minutes or an hour you would get in the real game so usually 20 minutes would be enough to like find it and hunt one monster and then that's it like you don't really get to explore as much okay but you know it's the beta so it's just to give you a taste of it. Ooh, I got one. Uh, IGN fires their editor-in-chief for alleged misconduct. This is coming from Kotaku, by the way. Um, <laughs> just to give them credit, because it's not like I know this. Um, but that's, that's well, what I mean. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let's what? not give Kotaku any credit. They are abysmal. They're like BuzzFeed-level of yeah. gaming news. Okay, yeah, I didn't mean to say it like that, but I just yeah, want to yeah. let... Yeah, I, I You're know. sourcing that's, it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. That's, exactly. That's what I'm looking at right now. And it's like... IGN, I don't know. This is like, weren't they in the news a few months ago with someone else getting like, someone was sexually harassing uh, the employee Kaylee Plague, or Pl- I don't know how to pronounce her Pl- name, but anyway. Plague? Yeah, Plague. Uh, but long story short, this guy Steve Butts got fired <laughs> over being a, a dick. If you read the article, it sounds like he was telling this one lady to not be so uptight about her and stuff. And I'm like, Jesus, dude, just how about be a human being and not such an ass? It's it's always the like, go-to excuse of like it's just the way things were back then or like right. relax. It's, it's I like, don't that's understand not an that excuse. Argument. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's like oh, I, you know, I go around and I scalp my uh, foes that I slay in battle. It's just the way I was. It's the way things were back then. It's like you, you can't excuse that. Like the you know benefit of being in the present day is you can look back on history and see all the wrong things that happened, and you can't you can't justify those things in current day because we've learned from them. Yeah. But it seems like 
it might be a good thing for IGN's staff at least to get some fresh people in there, or at least in his position, because yeah, it's from what I've heard, at least from like the kind of funny guys, like IGN is nothing like what they were working with them like tens of years ago at this point. Yeah, I I kind of gave up on IGN a long time ago because it's very clear that their reviews are bought and they're partnered up with Game Informer, so. It's it's the whole scandal of why IGN buying Humble Bundle is such a big deal. It's yeah. because they can control how people perceive these games with their reviews and then kind of intentionally make it better or worse like for sales. So, kind of tangentially related, uh, the movie Bright with Will Smith that came out on Netflix recently. Yeah. Within the first week, it had 22 million people watched it. But all the, all the critics said it was bad. And, like, every critic said it was terrible. But so many people watched it already, and that's a f- that's like an abnormality. But for like, say if IGN does that and says this game is terrible because they didn't pay us to write a good review, that might uh, anyone who actually believes IGN's word and like credibility might believe that and not buy those games, and it could dramatically impact the sales of that game and thus the studio and everyone employed there and stuff. So it's really, you know shady middle ground like you know insider trading level of uh stuff going on that i just i don't trust anything IGN does the company yeah like greg miller says like it's definitely not the same company it was 10 years ago yeah hell even five years ago i feel like the turnover there's getting really high and it just they're they're about as credible as kotaku in my opinion which is not at all Yep, sorry guys for bringing them up as my source material, but I got another one from them. Paladins shamelessly adds Battlegrounds mode, and you know what? I don't see a problem with it, to be honest. It's like, it's not like fucking PUBG invented Battle Royale as like a game mode. I'm sure it existed in plenty of other games before that, but like, we're just not extremely popular. And yeah. not nearly as buggy, most likely, either, because that's oh, the thing. God, like, yeah. I, I think many games should be allowed to try it, but it, I understand why they use the uh adjective shamelessly or adverb i'm god i'm terrible at the english language <laughs> but shamelessly because like i don't know people are gonna be butthurt and be like oh well they're just trying to copy PUBG. well so did fucking Fortnite, and they were in the news about it too so I, what's it fucking matter it kept them alive um i think the shameless part of it is that they're calling it battlegrounds mode because well, it's player unknown <laughs> battlegrounds <laughs> so like was... they're just i think that's the shameless part if anything good point because at least Fortnite called it Battle Royale mode, which is a better like term for it. Or you can just yeah. do like, free-for-all or all-out mode. Like You can come up with a different name. But to call it Battlegrounds after player-unknown Battlegrounds, like that's pretty shameless. But Paladins is basically just a free Overwatch. Like It was annoying when everyone was calling everything an Overwatch clone right when Overwatch came out. But like Paladins is pretty Overwatchy. Like Even the character models and designs and abilities are almost identical. Yeah, I and have to agree. There's no way they weren't influenced to some degree. Like we've talked about it before, like just this weird coincidence of people developing similar games at the same time but having no influence on each other. This is definitely influenced by Overwatch. Like there's no way to deny that. And the fact that now they're kind of being influenced by PUBG is kind of like ah, guys, you're just kind of hopping just, on the trend. Yeah, yeah just taking train. the popular stuff, but also it's free. So yeah. I can't complain, like, you know, do what you can to stay alive, I guess, because people aren't paying for the game, so I can understand if, kind of like how MMOs would do that, they would just take whatever's super hot right now to keep 
keep the attention span on them because exactly. it's free. Do what's popular to stay alive. Yeah, I'm curious to see how well that does because Paladins is kind of popular, but I don't think it's as popular as any of these other games we've talked about. Uh, it might get a some- new audience with this. Maybe it's very possible because yeah, for it kept Fortnite alive, and like I've seen some clips. Like I don't really wa- follow Fortnite stuff at all or PUBG, but I've seen some clips of Fortnite's like battle royale mode, and there are some insane plays like of guys running at each other, and then a guy building like a cage around the other guy, and the guy can't destroy it as fast as it's being built, and like he just builds spikes walls, and so when they're finally finished, he just shoots out spikes and just slaughters the guy on the inside. Like it's. <laughs> crazy because uh for anyone doesn't know fortnite is like a shooter but you can construct stuff in the battlefield so you can build your own fort and then shoot around it and stuff in the middle of the fight so that really adds a weird element to the battle royale mode and it's really much more interesting to watch looks much cleaner because it's in like a cartoon stylized mode or a design rather it's just all around better than pubg in my opinion well, but, and one one yeah. video I saw of PUBG that makes me agree with that statement is, like, PUBG, like you said, is early access broken game, still, like, glitchy as fuck. Like, this dude yeah. was having the game of his life, destroying everybody. I feel like he probably had, like, one person left to kill, and then, like, I feel like he accidentally, like, tripped over, like, a motorcycle, and, like, the screen exploded, and he went flying <laughs> in the air, and, like, it was just like, you killed yourself, and I was like, what happened yeah. to the dude? It made no sense, so I'm like, that would be extremely frustrating if I'm, like, legitimately in love with this game and thoroughly enjoying it getting good at it and then like something some bullshit like that happens like fucking drug lord crashing on me god damn (laughs) i've also seen one uh PUBG match where a guy hid in like a corner of a house and just like threw smoke screen uh smoke grenades out like to hide and had no kills and still won the game because (laughs) the the two other guys that were still alive ended up killing each other at the same time so, like, this guy literally did nothing but hide the entire match and still won. Like, I, That's so annoying, and that's what I would fear yeah. when I play, because there'd be, like, some dickhead pl- with that mentality, and it's like, I really have to hunt you down. Yeah, but it's, I also think it's idiotic the way they're trying to make it competitive, and they have, they already have tournaments in it with cash prizes. It's like, this game is super imbalanced, and it's like, you can't be competitive, because it's not based off skill, it's, some of it's based off just dumb luck, and it's, uh, it's it just really infuriating and dumb to me like how successful this is i don't know maybe that's just the contrarian to me I'm just like i hate popular stuff but like i don't think it's a good game i think it's super janky broken and undeserving of it but like fortnite like if that got super popular like it has been like fine i get it like good to them because they finished their game and i th- i feel like PUBG is just like a f- one of those like mobile phone games like a uh, flappy bird where a guy just like <laughs> made something real dumb real cheap just knocked it out and like less than a year, and just making a stupid amount of money, and now they're trying to ride high and try to copyright uh, Battle Royale modes. Like, they're trying to make that a copyright for them. And all this dumb, petty stuff. Because that's how they made their money, and they know they'll never make that money ever again, because they know how unoriginal they are. So they're taking what they can. And it's just really irritating for me. Shots fired. Ah, fuck I'm teasing. Um, I mean, but- the best thing they ever did for Fortnite was complain that Fortnite was copying their game mode because that drew so much attention to Fortnite. And people were like, hey, Fortnite's free. Let's just go play that. And we're like, yeah, okay. It looks yeah. better. It plays better. Like, they single-handedly kept Fortnite alive by complaining about it. That's what I think. Yeah, I have a feeling maybe we'll see Paladins uh, benefiting from this move, even though it's kind of like brought to them in a negative light. Yeah. Uh, maybe. 
one last thing that I had was this like projector thing that I saw on an Indiegogo somewhere. Uh, it's called Ojo or Oho, probably Oho. I'm oh. assuming like the Spanish pronunciation of I. But uh, it's the world's first Nintendo Switch projector, and apparently you can also use your phone and some other devices. But you like pop your thing. It looks like a Switch dock, but it's a little bigger on one end and has like a projector uh, lens on it. And I think you can uh, like vary between uh, like 30 to 120 inches of a display. And it looks pretty slick. I personally don't have a need for one, but I was thinking like, oh, maybe if you're on the go and don't have a TV or access to a TV, that could be kind of cool. But it does seem kind of like unnecessary, but it a lot of people backed it on the Indiegogo. So I guess there is a demand for it. I could see it if you, if you're definitely traveling with it and like don't have access to like a TV or something to connect it to. Yeah. Because the Switch is so mobile and um, there are certain games where you can just take off one Joy-Con and give it to someone else and you can both play the same game. Um, so I, I could see the appeal of it uh, for how much it's going to sell for. I think they're saying... $39? or Oh, that's the bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, um, here it is. Oh, God. It's very expensive. Fuck that. Um, it's going to be $269. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, if it was like a reasonable price range, I could see the appeal. No, that's not reasonable though. No, yeah, I, that's not. I literally thought to myself, I'm like, okay, if that's 99 bucks, solid. Like, even that's probably on the higher end. But like, wow, this is double plus. So yeah, and, 249 wait. for the projector, 99 for the power bank. So I guess it's like a battery. So I guess it's wireless. Yeah, and then another 99 for the speaker. So like 447 total. It's like no, nope, holy that's, shit, that's too much. That's why way are too people much. backing this? Okay, that's I didn't more mean to than bring the switch up. itself. <laughs> So unless you're loaded and made of cash, maybe you want to look into this. But that's yeah. wild. That I didn't realize it was that expensive. Holy shit! I, it's also dumb that they're saying like the world's first Nintendo Switch projector. It's like the Switch just came out. Everything is the world's first Nintendo Switch. Whatever. Like it just yeah. came out this year or you know a few months ago. So it's like that's you can't definitely really ride on that for SEO purposes. I don't Absolutely. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That's for branding. That's dumb. Yeah, I'm sure. It takes a good amount to make something like that and the technology and all that, but like two forty nine for that, like you're paying as much as the switch then. Yeah. Like just buy a second switch and, and you give it to the wanna, person. Why would you own this unless you wanted the power bank and speaker? Like oh no, I'm just gonna play the game silently, you know? That's fine. Y- yeah, like <laughs> uh, and I'm sure the reason they sell the power bank is because they know how fast that'll drain batteries if it's wireless. Although I so. think I did watch the demo video of this thing, and they said, "Oh, well, the the battery should last four hours, which is mm. longer than the switch itself." So should, like, yeah, should last. <laughs> Probably was keyword should. That's uh, that's stupid. That's yeah. way too expensive. But like, pretty I, if, pricey. In years, if that goes down, I can see that being a commodity. But yeah, like maybe one hundred fifty. Maybe that's about the extent. I can see that. Yeah. Uh oh. Speaking of weird tech, gaming tech, uh, Mad Cats might be coming back. Oh, no. Uh, they they filed for bankruptcy and shut down uh, March, like not even a year ago. Uh, but some of the employees from that might be, you know, fumbling together and kind of, you know, reviving it maybe. And they haven't really announced much, but I'm hoping they would focus more on fight sticks and hitboxes because that's where Mad Cats was kind of like being revived in the later years. Because they were surprisingly pretty good fight sticks. Uh, but then they went all in for Rock Band 4 and all of those, like, uh, 
toys and equipment for like the guitars and stuff, and that was just a massive failure. So that that single handedly destroyed Mad Cats. I imagine their like announcement being like, "Oh, in our years off, we've been exclusively working on peripherals for the Connect," and then it's just like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah." <laughs> you know what? If anyone would be doing that, it would be Mad Cats. Like they're the sad, unfortunate, like redheaded stepchild of like gaming controllers. Yep. But I don't know. Then again, a lot of their stuff's shitty and terrible, so they kind of deserve it. But then again, I can't imagine there's were many peripherals for the Kinect. I don't know much about it. I don't know. I just no think of does. like the PlayStation Move things, like. Well, and that the only reason that's kind of even still relevant is because that segued easily into the PlayStation VR. Like that yeah. was the basis for that. At, at least it had a purpose. Yeah, it was more of a stepping stone than it was like a final product. Whereas the Kinect is like we had nowhere to go with this because it's it had no controls. It was just a bar. It was essentially the Wii motion sensor, but like worse. Yeah. So. And- Microsoft and Apple, for that matter, seem more interested in AR than VR altogether. So we'll see what that what comes of that. Yeah, that seems like it was definitely just like a fluke that they like half-assed, and then they're like, "All right, this isn't working," and they just bailed entirely after they spent probably millions of dollars. <laughs> so it's I don't know. Uh, last thing I got is Animaniacs is coming back. They're oh, getting shit. revived for two new seasons on Hulu. Nice. So, I gotta get Hulu. I'm like totally converting from Netflix to Hulu sometime soon because Hulu up their prices and are losing all sorts of shit. And I, 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 did I say Hulu? I mean, I meant Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Well, Hulu's pretty bad too because before it used to be free to watch. Now okay. you have then you had to have an account, and now you have to have a premium account to avoid ads. So not only do you have to pay to watch anything on it now, but now you have to like the minimum account. You have to pay to watch ads on it. Uh, and then if you want no ads, you have to pay like the premium, which is like thirty bucks a month or something crazy. Whoa! So, like, okay, woof. Maybe I'm I'm uh, overestimating because I was <laughs> gonna be like, if it's cheap like Netflix, I'll definitely convert. It's it's not as well. I think the basic one is as cheap as Netflix, but you're still watching ads during that. The benefit of Hulu is they have some really good licensing exclusives like Animaniacs, um, all of Fox's stuff like Simpsons and American Dad and Family Guy and all that. One Punch Man, though I think that's on Netflix now, but it was yeah. originally on Hulu at first. Uh, South Park, all of that's through Hulu. So, like, they get good licensing and, like, deals with certain uh, franchises and studios. And, like, that's what's selling it. But, like, the pricing, mo- pricing model itself is pretty bad. Well, that's unfortunate because I was going to say, just by what they have available, it seems like 2018 is like a year to be on Hulu over Netflix. But I'm, I could be wrong about that. Maybe Netflix has some shit in store. But I remember when I first signed up for Netflix, it was like, oh, yeah, like five bucks a month or something like real dirt cheap. And that's like yeah. now we're all the way up to like 12, 15 or something. And I'm like, fuck, I don't even watch anything enough. Like, I feel like a month will go by and I'll be like, did I watch anything on Netflix? And I'm like, fuck, but I gave them money. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, like for as much content that they have and for no ads, like it's depending on how many screens you have it on. So I think the cheapest now is like nine then it's like 11, then it's like, yeah, 15 or 16. That's still pretty cheap for how much stuff you can get out of it with yeah. no ads. But yeah, Hulu started out not as great, but is acquiring more and more better rights and shows and deals. And I think now, well, they've always been a partner of Fox, uh, a subs- subsidiary of Fox. But yeah. now Disney bought Fox, so now Disney owns Hulu. And I think that's where Disney's going to take all of their stuff off Netflix, because they've already announced that. Yep. I think they're just going to put it on Hulu. And I think that's a major factor of why they bought out Fox. Like, yeah. why they wanted it now 
because they realized how much work and money was going to take to build their own streaming service. They're just like, fuck it, let's buy one that's already established. And it's like the second most popular streaming service in the world. Like, let's just acquire them. Yeah, when you so, pitched that idea before, I was like, it makes the most sense. And I have a feeling that's exactly what their mindset and like motive was. Yeah. But the interesting part is uh, Animaniacs is Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers is part of, uh, or rather, DC Comics is part of Warner Brothers. And I know for a fact that, like, Young Justice is DC Comics. They're going to get pulled from Netflix and try and do their own streaming service with, I don't know if it's just DC or if it's Warner Brothers in general or if it's Time Warner Cable who owns all of it or what. But, like, I know they're going to pull their stuff from Netflix and try and make their own. So it's weird to see that they're partnering up with Hulu while also trying to make their own for DC stuff. So I'm not sure. Maybe they'll just have a certain section of Hulu for DC stuff and Warner Brothers stuff. But I don't know. That could be. Yeah. But yeah, Netflix spent $8 billion this year on original content. So that's why they're pumping out so much like not so great stuff, just because they want original content to fill the void that's coming for when everyone pulls their shows off of it. That was billion with a B, right? Because I just billion, make, yeah, yeah, okay. Because wow, they sold a lot of drugs in order to make that much. <laughs> Whoa, selling that ice. I know. I only made nearly three. Um, <laughs> but I think that's going to do it for this week, guys. Yep. Uh, let's do some plugs. Um, Brent, where can our listeners find you? ABTS Brennan on Twitter. And if you like our show, please give us a like, follow, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all Twitch, all of the places. Our handles ABT Silence. Um, and yeah, like I mentioned, Twitch, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, just a lot more frequently. So stop by, see if I'm on. Uh, usually there's a tweet that goes out when we go live. So keep your eyes out there. Um, we'll be back next week. We do got a Life is Strange uh, spoiler cast coming down the road for us before the storm. So check your feed. We'll be back next time. Thanks for listening. See ya. See you.